0: Kaylee Cantrell is the strategy guru over at VCU Brand Center. The idea of this podcast is to help you explore all break-in options so you can craft your own break-in scheme. So in this episode, Kaylee gives us a glimpse into one of the more trusted graduate school options for passionate, aspiring advertisers, VCU Brand Center. Apart from other portfolio schools, this is an accredited university that after two years of rigorous work, will leave you with a sound portfolio as well as a master's degree. Nestled in Richmond, Virginia, VCU Brand Center has a reputation of landing alumni into high achieving agencies. While they don't rely on Martin Agency due to proximity, it's my observation that Martin sees promise in VCU students. Kaylee tells us about their strategy track. I believe that strategy is tough to break into within advertising. However, this program will shape you into a junior-level strategist that agencies will want to hire. So hear about the details in this episode. Interested in strategy or not, Kaylee has excellent advice as she has taught plenty of students in her life. To see her resources and to connect with her, Head to our Instagram at entering ad. One more time, that's at entering ad. Now on with the show. This is the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. And as usual, I'm your accomplice, Gino Schellenberger. Kick it, Mikey. Ooh. Cantrell, welcome to the breaking and entering advertising podcast. How are you doing today?
1: I am doing great, thanks for inviting me on.
0: Yes, super, super, super excited to have you on. This is gonna be a fun episode. We were talking before and we have a lot to uncover and I wanna dive right into it. You are the strategy chair at VCU Brand Center. Awesome stuff, what does that even mean?
1: Um, the one thing that I want to um, add to that is I am very fortunate that I get to work with both the strategy students and the creative brand management students. So um, I get to I get to be, um, I don't know, sometimes it's the advisor, sometimes it's the wrangler, sometimes it's the cheerleader for those two great tracks. So, Um, I wanted the creative brand managers to get their props too.
0: what's the difference between those two, uh, uh, paths.
1: Um, the creative brand managers, um, oftentimes will work to go, um, client side, if you will, or they will also consider, um, account management opportunities. And then both the strategists and the creative brand managers may go um, what we'll call, what we often refer to as consultancies. So there's flexibility in both of those tracks.
0: Interesting, consultancies meaning advertising agencies or like Accenture? Um,
1: Consultancies, well, you know what, that's, that's a very good point that you bring up, because I think the classic term when you heard consultancy, it would be an Accenture or a Deloitte or something like that. No, we're more thinking in terms of the really um, interesting places like Sylvain Labs or um, Giant Spoon, places like that.
0: Interesting. Very interesting. So you guys offer a lot of different opportunities for students. You've already covered something that I haven't really talked about from, and you guys are a, a master's program, correct? Is that how I should refer to VCU Brand Center?
1: Yes, we are a two-year um, master's program in advertising and marketing. And we have, um, gosh, it sounds like um, <laughs> sounds like a radio um ad. And we have five tracks, strategy and creative brand management, art direction, copywriting, and experience design.
0: Amazing. And we want to get that out there to our students because our audience are those college students that are looking beyond uh, their graduation, whether that's their dream job or a portfolio or master's program that can get them there. So we're glad to have you on for that. But you've already talked about some interesting things. So VCU sounds like one of the only programs... First off, one of the only master's programs that I've heard of, of the next level higher education for advertising specifically, one of the first master's programs, but also you said an account-esque track. Which one was that again? That was the creative Um, brand?
1: The creative brand managers, oftentimes they they love the idea that they study brand management curriculum, but they really like the vibe of being – um, at an ad agency, because during their time at Brand Center, they've been working with art directors and copywriters and strategists. So they'll say, Hey, um, I'd really love to do this brand management gig from the agency side versus the client side. So there's some fluidity there.
0: Nice, nice. I love that. I love that. So I'm super interested in Brand Center. I hear nothing but great things. And Kelly Murdersdorf was our connection for this episode. So I like to also give a little hint to how these connections were made. And just for networking for the students out there, your connections can lead to other connections. So keep that in mind when you're when you're on your job hunt. So I'm super excited about having you on VCU. You are the strategy chair. And I I think we could talk about maybe like your background, give you some credibility and how you got to the strategy chair at VCU Brand Center. So what were some of those like high points in your career? And maybe let's talk about your first job in advertising and how you broke in and that term broke in is something that we'll talk about as well but how, what was that first job
1: um my first job was as an account person at um an agency that doesn't exist anymore um it was um one of the last independents it was an agency called ted bates and they were ultimately purchased by um sachi and, and it's there's a this is just sort of a sidebar but all um so all the senior people at this agency ted bates had lots and lots of stock they'd all bought stock through the years um the company had a stock purchase plan and when they found out they all went down all the owners of the stock of the company They all headed down to Wall Street because they were going to be told that day that the agency was going to be bought by the Saatchi and Saatchi brothers and Mm -hmm. um, that they were all now instant millionaires. And I happened to be in the elevator going from the ground floor of the skyscraper we worked in to the floor that I worked on, and these some of these now millionaires, were in the elevator with me. And I just remember being in the corner of the elevator thinking, oh, my gosh, these people are now worth so much money. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I was still, um, you know, uh, at that point, I was an accounting. Ex- I was no longer an assistant account executive. I was an account executive. Nice. And I just thought, I'm so far from. You're on head. your way up.
0: You're close. Oh, <laughs> my word.
1: I, yeah. I was on my way up simply because I was in an elevator. <laughs>
0: yes. Exactly. That's a good point. That's awesome. So that was called, what was that called again? That pre before it was bought.
1: Oh, Ted Bates,
0: Ted Bates. Okay. Ted yeah. Bates bought by Saatchi and Sachi. Saatchi. Right. That's like, everybody knows them. They're still yeah. around doing great work. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you get that, that job?
1: Um, So in my third year at the University of Virginia, I realized that I wanted to go into advertising, and there was no one in my family, no relatives really that knew anything about advertising, and I just started reading the trades, and I um, took the train up to New York City, and just pounded the pavement. I sent out resumes to every agency that I could find. And I just uh, called these people and said, I'm I'm making a trip to New York. I'd like to be in advertising. I'm about to graduate from college. And um, I also was in the, um, the program that I was in at UVA. Uh, we had a marketing club, and I was the vice president of the marketing club, I, and I invited the HR person from Ted Bates, I asked her to come to our marketing club. So this woman flew from New York City to Charlottesville, Virginia. And I'm sure she had to change planes a couple of times because Charlottesville didn't really have a big airport. And she came and she spoke to our marketing club. And I think I I pulled as much money as I could out of my, um, a bank account to take her out to dinner after she spoke to the club oh nice right and then she um she headed back up to new york and later when i was getting close to graduation i was sending out letters and i sent one to her Mm -hmm. and that was the only job offer i got was from that woman at ted bates that i had invited to our to speak at our club ah that's
0: your break-in story i love that break-in story it's a great one um
1: so yes uh, you know and it only takes one job to get to get started
0: right right and that's such a good story too and and people could do that today absolutely you could do that today there are clubs today there are professionals out there that would like to speak at clubs Uh, you know, it's, it's, but you did the extra, extra step. You followed up and you took her out to dinner or get, get them a coffee, whatever it might be today. Uh, or virtually that's such a clean story. That is, can be taken. Everybody can apply that to, to their college career.
1: There's an expression that I use with, with, um, folks at brand center all the time. And, um, what i tell them is if you don't ask you don't get Mm -hmm. and what you have to be prepared if you're going to ask someone for a job if you're going to ask someone to speak to your club if you're you know whatever the ask is you have to be prepared for a no and so if you can imagine the no and you can say to yourself if they say no i'm still going to survive I'm still going to find a way to get where I want to be. Then Mm -hmm. ask, because if you don't ask, you don't get.
0: So true. So true. And most of the time they won't even say no. The worst thing you'll get is a no response realistically over social media or like LinkedIn. Uh, It's a no response. No. Yeah. (laughs) I've never gotten a no. (laughs) that'd be awesome. If I did, I would, that, that would make me, I would screenshot that. I would laugh. I would show all my buddies that, but that's good stuff. Nobody will say no. If the worst thing, they'll just not respond, but you have nothing to lose. Correct. That's and that's, I've done, I've reached out to presidents of agencies and you know, no response most of the time, but you know, the thought of that, that's okay. Like still live. So I love that. Um, What other um, big, career moments, would you say led you up to being the strategy chair at VCU Brand Center?
1: Um, well, <laughs> one of, one of the things that, um, led me to all of this stuff is, you know, I I'm old, so <laughs> I have been around for a while and I, by virtue of that. Um, When I started in in my career, there wasn't anything called strategic planning at an ad agency there wasn't account planners. Um, That didn't exist when I first started in the business and we had there was oftentimes a research department that might be doing. um, You know surveys and things like that, but we didn't have a thing called account planning or strategic planning and it wasn't until I was in San Francisco I left I worked in New York for about eight years. Moved, quit my job, put all my stuff in storage. I was a management supervisor at Gray Advertising, and I quit my job and put all my stuff in storage. And I moved to San Francisco without a job. And I didn't know anybody who lived in San Francisco. Oh, wow. But I moved there and I had two part time jobs until I got a job at J. Walter Thompson in San Francisco. and that was that time in advertising and the the advertising business was when people like John Steele um at Goodby and Jane Newman who i think was at Shiat and it was when all the british planners were um changing the game at adaxis and I was, uh, I had left J. Walter Thompson. I was working at a small agency and I had um, joined these, uh, there was an account planning conference thing that was happening in New York, in San Francisco. Okay. And I attended it. I paid my way to attend to this, this conference and I just fell in love with everything that I was hearing and seeing and doing and I went back to the small agency and talked to the, the president of the agency. And I said, I really think I'd like to be an account planner. And he said, well, if you want to do account planning here, that's great. But you still have to do all the account management stuff, too. Mm-hmm. It's really small. Yep. So I said, well, would you would you um, pay for me to take these courses in um, account planning and um learning how to do quant- qualitative research and things like that and they said no we're not going to do that oh. so um i got some money um i think i probably maybe borrowed some money from my parents so that i could go take these um these qualitative research classes and i started doing You know, I was making a lot of stuff up as I went along, but I started doing planning and um, along with the account management. And then I decided that I was going to move back to New York City and I worked with a recruiter who said this could be your opportunity to switch roles. Let's see if we can sell you in as an account planner. And that's what happened. I moved to New York. I moved back to New York City. And when I got off the plane, I was officially an account planner.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. So much perseverance in this story. Moving to San Francisco with no job. You worked two side jobs, got hired, and then you kind of created your own path in strategy. You 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 paid for your own classes. What were those classes through? I'm just curious, like, uh, when you did that.
1: Uh, The company, I hope I'm not getting this wrong, and I I will be honest, I'm not sure that they are still in existence. The company was called QRC, and they taught you how to think about um, how you were going to structure qualitative research, and we had to practice doing um, focus groups, and they um, they worked with a, a research company that recruited actual, you know, real live consumers. Yeah. And um, you had to um, go and and lead the groups and get critiqued. And you would sometimes lead with a partner, and sometimes mm-hmm. you would do it on your own. And um, yeah, I'm sure I really stunk up the joint in in the <laughs> early days. But you know, you got to start somewhere. That's and, you know, yeah. You got to flip.
0: Well, I was just curious because there was no brand center at the time. There was no other, like that wasn't a thing. Um, when, so did you know in the back of your mind, once you did that course, when you were, when you first broke into strategy, did you know in the back of your head that you wanted to kind of give back and become like on this academic side and become a teacher at all?
1: Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. Um, I wasn't at a place in my life where I could give back. I was still paying my rent.
0: (laughs) Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: But no, no, I, um, I never once thought that I was going to teach never in a million years. Um, but, um, so I was, I was back in New York and I was working in New York and I got a call from a recruiter who said, um, would you like to move to Richmond, Virginia? Ah. And I said, oh my word, no, it's so hot there. Because I had come from, it, it, and this was so funny, because I had come from San Francisco where I I just fully embraced the glorious fog and, and the beautiful scenery and everything it was to be in Northern California. Yeah, And yeah. I was back in New York. And let's be honest, New York in the summer is is hot as Hades. So I don't know why I was being such a snob about Richmond, Virginia, because it's, it's, it's not like moving to the Sahara. Sure. But, um, I just I couldn't conceive of being back in Virginia. And the recruiter said, well, let me put it this way. Would you like to work at the Martin agency? Boom. And I said, yeah, I'd like to do that. Because at that time, when um, the Martin Agency had always been getting really great, um, great credit and great awards for their print, but they were starting to really start to do things in broadcast and TV. Uh And I thought, yeah, I'd like to be at the Martin Agency. And I talked to, uh, I had a phone interview with the then director of strategy, Earl Cox, who, um, truly was one of the best bosses I ever had. And, um, so they, they, um, flew me down to Richmond and I spent a day, um, interviewing and, um, I was on a plane to, to move down there, um, you know, within a month. Wow. You loved it.
0: And you stayed there for a good amount of time.
1: I stayed there for a long time and the Martin agency, um, you know, I, I just, um, I was just doing a project, um, for the president, um, with the president and the Martin agency recently and our students were doing it. Actually, I shouldn't, I was the lucky person who took the phone call from the president of Martin agency, Chris Mumford, but Actually, it was the students, um, a team of our first year students too, who did the project that he offered and um, really hit it out of the park. But anyway, um, I am just so blessed that even though I have been at the Brand Center for a long time and I haven't um, worked at Martin full time in what seems like ages, I'm just so blessed that I know the people there and I know the caliber of not only the way they, they do not only the creative they develop, but just um, the caliber of of their personalities and thoughtfulness. It's a it's a great shop.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And they just recently got a lot of recognition from Ad Week. They were yes. agency of the year. So
1: yes, I was reading that issue when I suddenly said to myself, "Holy crap! I'm supposed to be on the phone."
0: <laughs> oh, it's a good reminder. A great reminder. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I think Richmond, I mean, it's just like this little advertising hub that just produces some of the best work, I think. Uh, you know, you got your New York, you got your Chicago, you got your LA, San Francisco, but Richmond really just puts out, I think Arts and Letters too is a, yep. a great agency over there.
1: Yep. And don't don't forget to give props to um, Austin, Texas. We've got a- Oh, a, yes. That's a great place too. So yeah, I mean, th- yeah. You know, the beautiful thing is that advertising really great advertising can pop up in all anyway. sorts of places
0: yep i was talking to somebody that was big in albuquerque so yeah. uh yeah i mean just where the create but there are cities that draw in naturally uh that talent and you know having the brand center in richmond uh having the martin agency having arts and letters i don't know off the top of my head any anything else but those are heavy hitters in the category that sure helps um, oh, yeah,
1: it's great. It's great to have. Um, it's great to have them here, um, not just to hopefully hire some of our students, but also just to participate in the program. Yeah, um, we we love um, we're suckers for a good guest speaker or mm-hmm. for um, a good class assignment. So, um, yeah, we're blessed by that.
0: So there is a pipeline, I'm sure. Right. Between
1: yeah.
0: you guys. Whatever you want to call it, there is a connection between Brand Center and Martin Agency. Whether that's guest speaking, whether that's briefs, is there anything like? Do you guys see a tendency for your alumni to go there? Like, do they kind of draw from there naturally just because of proximity, or is that not so much a trend?
1: Um. Well, I'll pu- I, I'll put it this way. Um, I think that we we certainly have people. Who um, come to Brand Center? Who maybe went to VCU or maybe went to UVA or or mm. somehow or may or may not be attached to Virginia in general. Okay. Um, and we also have a whole bunch of people who come to Brand Center from um, places other than Virginia. And once sure. they've been in Richmond for two years, they've grown to like it. But I would say it's true of all of Brand Center, but I, I definitely know it's true for me. Um, we, we don't take the Martin Agency or Arts and Letters for granted. We mm-hmm. don't assume that they're going to hire, a, you know, I'll take a half a pound of <laughs> Brand Center students. You know, we, we don't assume that. Yeah. The day we start assuming stuff like that means we're probably not trying as hard right so, um, you're not
0: leaning on them they're not a crutch for you guys in any way shape or form you guys are still yeah. high performing and let's be honest martin agency is one of the best agencies out there and they want some of the best people out there so you've got to keep up those standards if anything it's like a giant looking over you right like it, it's like a good healthy pressure you know like to be reminded that there are powerhouse agencies that produce some great creative work so you want to get your students there so that's great
1: yeah now i'm scared of the giant you just- yeah <laughs>
0: big scary that, giant it's
1: staring <laughs> over me but yes yes
0: well that's awesome how did you get into uh vcu ad center i think is that what it was called
1: it was before? Called Ad center and um i tell this story um there's a ashley Summerdahl who um is uh, i believe her title now is associate director i hope i didn't screw that up at the brand center but um she she was an ad center grad and she worked at the martin agency for Mm -hmm. a few years and then when um i believe it i believe this is the chronology and i apologize to ashley if i'm screwing it up but she um went over from the martin agency to work at the brand center when rick boyko joined the brand center as the director Okay. And, um, I was still working at the Martin agency and she called the Martin agency, she called me one day and said, Hey, would you like to teach a class on branding at, nice. at the brand center? And Love I, it. and I mean, I've told this story before and, and, um, but, but I said, Oh sure. That sounds like fun. And I hung up the phone and then I thought, Oh dear Lord, I uh-huh. don't know anything about teaching. And Uh, I don't, and I, and while I understand branding, I don't know if I know how to teach it. So I went ahead and did the class, and I had some really bizarre assignments. I came up with some real doozies, but I must have done an okay job because, and I'm saying okay, I have no idea if I did a great job or a good job. But they asked me to come in for another semester.
0: That's a good indicator that you did. Yeah. So I thought
1: that was a good sign. And right. then the gentleman who was running the, um, account planning track, he decided to move to, um, I think it was California. He decided to move. Okay. And So they offered me the job to run the track. And I thought to myself, Oh, I don't I think there's so much more that I want to do in the advertising business and all mm-hmm. this stuff. So I I told them no. And then I heard through the grapevine that they were interviewing for the position. And if my husband was on this on this broadcast, he would, he would tell the story the same way, probably. But I remember I went home and I said to my husband, can you believe they're interviewing people for my job? Oh, and he said, well, if it's your job, you better go get it. And so I called Rick Boyko and I said, "I uh, yes, I'm interested in the job. And I interviewed, I formally interviewed yeah. and I did it. And I took the job and, um, here I am talking to you.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. So you, you didn't want it. Right. And then when they were interviewing other people, it kind of yeah. made public. You heard, it's kind of like, like jealous a little bit. You're like, wait a minute. They made you realize I, I kind of want that role and you, you, yeah. you went and got it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: That's
0: awesome. That's awesome. Um,
1: and there's a theme here, which is, Um, I didn't exactly plan my career.
0: (laughs) Ah, yes. And a little bit of irony there too.
1: I, I, um, I've been blessed by opportunities that I seized or someone smarter than me told me to seize. Okay. Here I am.
0: Now I am, I try to do the exact opposite. I try to plan every single minute of my life and I go crazy. Uh, (laughs) And sometimes I just gotta let I, I just have to let things go naturally. My dad's like that. He's just like everything will ha- happen for a reason, it'll all work out. But on the other hand, I'm just like, I want to plan everything I need to be in control of my own future, no matter what. So I gotta probably just relax a little bit. So that's inspiring. Uh-huh. But okay. Um, so you got into the track here. So let's talk about VCU and the strategy and um wherever you want to take it from here. Cause I, I I wanna break down for students now. Uh, you you have a very credible history so we believe you everything you're gonna say uh you know i want to talk about vcu and what makes it special why you've been working there for um a good amount of time now uh what kept what keeps you there what do you love about it the floor is yours to talk about it because i'm curious so like what made you stay
1: for so long um uh, so Number, uh, I get. I think one of the one of the things that gets me the most excited and um, the happiest thing about my job is when you see a team. You you know, you see maybe you know whether it's a team of whether it's two strategists working on something, or whether it's a team representing all the different disciplines at the Brand Center. And you see them present something. And you are thrilled for them. You're jealous of what they did. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you know that they know that it feels so good and they are so proud to be sharing this.
0: Yeah,
1: it's it's a home run it's a hail mary it's an oscar it's every good thing it's just a wonderful feeling to see people um proud of themselves doing great work and um that's why i'm still there
0: i love that and i actually have aspirations to do similar in my later in my career is just to see that similar experience over and over again in an academic setting so I aspire to be like you one day and I, that's a very, I, I, I just love that. And the, I'm sure you see it often that those presentations, the, all the hard work pay off for those students. And you can physically see it. Like when they do those presentations, those end of the year or end of the semester, whatever it might be, you see that a good amount of times. I'm sure you've seen it over and over again. That's gotta be great itself.
1: Um. Yeah. And you know, you also, I mean, let's be honest, you see great stuff and you see stuff that's not so great. But as long as it, you you learn from the great stuff, you learn from the not so great. you learn that, wow, maybe, maybe we stopped a little bit short. Maybe mm-hmm. we should have pushed a little bit farther. or, you know, maybe, Maybe the strategy and the work didn't sync up as well. But I think the other thing that's the responsibility um, of the faculty is to be able to, with clarity, say, okay, this is the gap between what you guys did and where it could go. And let me give you some critique so if you want to go back, you can get it. You can you can get that extra mile done yes that makes sense
0: oh i love that and that's what you should be doing and that's what they should they should love that that's what they should be expecting um can i go into some details and ask you maybe some prodding questions about brand center and what makes somebody why so why should somebody go there Um, who is meant to go to brand center? Can we talk about like the demographic of people that go there in general and their motivations and what, what makes a great student?
1: It's You know, this is one of those instances where it's good to have competition and brand center is one option. Yes. Um, so for example, one of the things that a place like brand center offers or the um phd program at a place like ut austin is whether having a graduate degree is important to you that is an option there's there are schools that you can look at um i think uh-huh. the sign newhouse school i think it's syracuse that's yep. another place. um and, and if you're a designer, you might want to go to RISD. So again, sorry, I digress. But first of all, one of the things is, do you want it to be a graduate program or not? Right. Um, another thing to consider, obviously, is cost. Mm-hmm. And um, there's two kinds of costs. There's the cost of the program, and then there's the cost of your time. And is there a program that you can do in the evenings? Or is there a program, um, you know, is this something that you're going to have to potentially quit a job to do. So I think there, there are options and and people need to, um, they need to create what it, what is my wish list and yeah. then look at the programs and say, which of these tend to line up with my wish list?
0: Yeah, very well said. What, I mean, so grad school can get you what, if, you, if you're looking to go maybe into academics or, I mean, what, what's the, what are some of the pros of having that masters It's it's a master's degree?
1: Um, well, you know, I sort of, I I think, I think there for, for many people, the idea of, Hey, I just worked, I've just worked my fingers to the bone, my brain to the bone. Um, I have a master's degree to show for it. And, Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that brand center, does very well, and I, I believe there are other programs that do it do this as well, I just don't know all the details. So I'm not waffling, I, I'm not smart about all the details. But we work really hard, um, uh, Ashley Summerdahl and um, her team work on a recruiter session. So we work very hard to, um, Create opportunities for our students to showcase their portfolios, mm-hmm. so um, the industry gets to see their portfolios. So that's, right. that's something that people should look at: is, am I going to leave with a degree? Am I going to leave with a mat- with a portfolio? Is there um, are there networking opportunities within the program? Those are all important things to consider, regardless of what program you're looking at.
0: Right, right. So VCU will give you the masters. It'll give you. Does it get you? Do you guys specialize in portfolio development? Like you'll get that if you're
1: um, every every student at Brand Center will uh, we they're required to develop a portfolio okay. regardless of what track. So okay. you probably Great. know that art directors and copywriters gotcha. since time immemorial have had portfolios. Um, all the tracks at brand center have portfolios. I imagine that is true of some of the other programs. Um, I certainly know circus has portfolios. Oh yeah. Um, so that's something that if people are thinking about going into a program, that might be something they want to, um, look into and determine, Hey, we can check the box. You're going to leave with a portfolio.
0: And I think, um, I think there's some weight to a master's degree. You you tell your parents you got a master's degree. It's just one of those things that they'll be instantly proud of. They might not understand a portfolio school where the money's going. It's just one of those. It's just It just translates well. I think everybody can understand and get behind what a master's degree is. Uh, and you're getting the portfolio. I, I, I think everybody, VCU, if you don't know, you're going to get the brand name as well. It's a big time um, organization that the industry knows and appreciates but no you're getting all these benefits going to the vcu i think one of the big um things you need to address is two years i think and so is creative circus so is that an internship in, in involved with those two years like why you know is it and am i uh, right on two years or is that just something i heard So
1: brand center yeah it is it is two years and um we have a majority of our students participate in internship programs, and how that works is, um, first of all, if you've been doing a, you've been doing a lot of these podcasts, um, I believe it's through the Forays, but they're the MAPE scholarships and the MAPE internships. So that is something people can take advantage of, and then um, we have an internship posting board. And it's usually divided by, you know, these are the people that are looking for art direction. These are the people that are looking for copywriting. And uh, these internships are posted and students can apply to as many of them as they want. Okay. And usually how they um, get their, uh, you know, summer internship.
0: Is this... Is this specific and unique just to your VCU Brand Center students that you guys are networking on their behalf? Is that, or is this open to the public?
1: Um, this internship posting board is internal specific Brand
0: Center. Okay, that's good. That's what the people want. You know, they want that internal. They're buying into that to the network as well, and they expect um, at least opportunities presented to them. Not guaranteed, but at least you're presenting them. So,
1: right, that's and- great. And we, you know, students often hear about internships that we don't know about or sometimes sure. they will decide that, you know what, between my first and second year of Brand Center, I really want to work on a side hustle or I'd like to travel. So yep. I can say that I think a majority of our students do, the, do an internship, but um, it's not always the case.
0: Yeah, I was just talking, I was just listening to an episode I posted today, actually with, um, Leslie B is the director of talent at Goodby. Yeah. And she's just said, she was saying, if you can afford portfolio school and you have the time, that's a very personal decision or grad school or VCU. Um, if you can afford it, it's so fun. She was saying, and like, she's jealous, like of like how much fun you guys have, the creativity that the students have go for it. And like, there is no guarantee that recruiters will look at you more heavily, although that tends to be the case, but it's not a one for one. Like you're not going to be guaranteed a job at a great agency, but if you put in the work and you have the resources and you, and you truly care about it and you, you put in the work, you will see results. That's what I've heard from recruiters. at could at widen and all these other, um, all these other recruiters kind of agreed on that.
1: Um, I think, I think that, um, You know, maybe in another life I'll come, I'll come back as a recruiter because I think these folks are, I I would love to come back as a recruiter because I think, I think they are so good at assessing chemistry and how this prospect, you know, they, their skill set, but also the chemistry and how to bring, you know, here's a new person we're bringing into the organization. I just think that they're so good at that and so smart and they yeah. have great gut instincts for that um
0: I kind of want to do that
1: yeah and I think I think they're absolutely right is if you can afford if you can afford the cost if if you can afford the time mm-hmm. that you have to devote um yeah I, I think there are a lot of great programs out there and you should take a look um but you know, I'm not naive. Sometimes the stars have to align on these things yeah. to make it happen.
0: Yep. Yep. And that's why, you know, I, I'm happy to have you on to talk about brand center and talk. You even mentioned all the opportunities. So that's very nice of you and very holistic. And I appreciate that. Any advice that you have now, because you've seen probably a good amount of students graduate graduate from brand center. Yeah. Uh, what advice do you have for students to get a job in advertising after brand center, or even after college, because that's an opportunity, you know, you could go out and try to break into the industry, post college, like, if you could do it, you know, if you if you're if you work hard, and you're creative enough, and you have the hustle and the drive, go out there and try things out. And then if not, things aren't working in a couple months, maybe consider uh, a higher education. But what advice do you have for students out there? Uh, that are looking for jobs at, at, at all areas of their career?
1: Um, well, so I am gonna throw out a couple things. So I think we talked a little bit, um, and if we didn't, I'm jumping ahead. But you know, if if there's somebody out there who has an interesting side hustle, you know, maybe they are um, a strategist who um, writes slam poetry, writes and performs slam poetry. Or um, maybe they are um, a copywriter who's got a um, secret screenplay in um, in their back pocket or things like that. So I think, number one, um, think, ho- th- think holistically about what you bring to the table, because uh, I think sometimes our secret side hustles can become something pretty cool. Um, and and I feel like I'm seeing that in the industry right now, so um, I would bring that up. Um, I think one of the one of the challenges is if if you decide you know what I'm I'm going to see if I can get a gig in advertising um, without going to a portfolio school or without going to a place like Brand Center. Um, I say, go for it and realize that you may be starting at a lower salary because you're coming to the table with, you don't have a degree or you don't have prior experience. Mm -hmm. You're starting at a lower salary, lower level, Uh, right? A lower level, lower salary, but you got a gig. Mm Mm-hmm. Or you can say, I'm going to go to a portfolio school or I'm going to get a master's because that's important to me. I think it will give me a leg up. You get a job in the business. It's at a higher level, but you got some education debt. Right. So that's kind of the trade off. You start out at a low level and you're getting paid at a low level or you start out at a higher level But you got some debt.
0: I think there might be even some domino effect, right? If you start if you if you start at a lower level, lower pay, and maybe a lesser quality organization, agency, client, whatever you, whatever you wanna, wherever you're at, it might be lower level or below your satisfaction. And that could probably compound for the rest of your career i don't know i don't know long term i don't know how the future i don't have a crystal ball but starting at that foundation might be pretty important and it's something worth consideration of how you want your career to look going forward
1: um yeah i mean i guess i guess that um I don't know if a lower level. Uh, I'm. I'm not necessarily saying that you're starting at a lower level at a lesser quality place.
0: No, I, I'm saying that. No, you weren't saying that. I was saying that.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll
0: take that one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think at the end of the day, it, you know, when we started this and you were you were talking about um, my career mm-hmm. and. If, if people listen to the opening of this thing, you're, they might say, wow, this lady, uh, she was kind of a hot mess. She got one job offer out of college. She moved to New York. Um, she put all her stuff in storage and moved to San Francisco not knowing anybody. I clearly am not the queen of having a plan. Um, I kind of went with my gut. So, um, and I think in this day and age, also with, you know, we have to think about the power of social media that, that can, um, get somebody up on the leaderboard pretty quickly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there is no one way to skin the cat.
0: Love it. I agree. I agree. Awesome. Anything else you want to talk about brand center that we, I didn't ask about that you have written down or. Any advice that you want to cover that oh I haven't God. asked about?
1: Was, was I supposed to write stuff
0: down? <laughs> no, but you did you did mention how you don't like how we call it breaking into the industry. I remember oh. that. And I know that the whole podcast is called breaking and entering. So yeah. you don't you probably don't like the, the name of the podcast. So maybe explain that.
1: No, I'll leave that alone. <laughs> um so so here's here's a um here, uh, you know, I think what before we started, before you said you were gonna hit record, um you um, asked me to like think think of things for inspiration. Yeah um so these are some things that I'm that I'm gonna throw out. And if if in happenstance any of my um any of my former students or current students listen to this, they're probably all shaking their heads. Um First of all, I I think whether you whether somebody reads it in the old fashioned um, folded up newspaper that's thrown on your front doorstep or whether you're reading it online. um, If you want to get into if you want to get into business in general, but if you want to get into advertising and marketing, please read a credible newspaper every day because within that newspaper are articles about something that's happening that starts a ripple effect that could absolutely lead to your client needing to make a major decision about mm-hmm. their budgets or you know think about think about all the brands and all the products that were stuck on those container ships in the middle of the Suez Canal yep, yep. you know there's a ripple effect to this or the butterfly effect, whatever so sure. try to get, you know, read the newspaper, um, you know, ask somebody to give you a subscription to the Harvard Business Review and and read that, look at fast companies, stuff like that because advertising is an incredibly fun and creative industry to be in, but we are in service of businesses.
0: Yep. businesses,
1: building brands, and we are doing that to connect with culture and read the newspaper or do something to find out what's happening in culture. Yeah. Um, so that's that sermon. Um, if you have a spare minute or two in your day, go to a bookstore and look at children's books, Ooh, Why? sometimes some of the best art direction and uh art in general is in children's pictures picture books. Um so just brow, you know, look go to the go to the bookstore and go to a section that you've never been to before and just sit on the floor and look at the books. Um mm-hmm. and that's that's whether you're a strategist or a designer, I think that's that's a great thing to do. Smart. Um obviously podcasts are a great resource. Love them. Uh, and If you feel like going back into the movie theaters, go watch movies, because sometimes the techniques in movie production, you will see them a couple months later in in TV commercials. So um, look look at the techniques that are happening in the world, Um, whether you're a strategist or an art director. Keep your eyes open. Um, Really, really super important.
0: What a fun challenge, you know, just to consume, consume all parts of our, of the news and what's going on in the world and culture. It's just a great task for any strategist, art director, copywriter. I just love the, that creative challenge. So that's all I got, Kaylee. This has been great. I will, can people reach out to you if they are interested in you or the brand center? Is that okay? Do Is there somebody yeah. else they should reach out to? How does that work?
1: um well i think if i think you can find me on linkedin and okay. i think you um in my contact info on linkedin is my email address you can try that or you can just send me a message i'm pretty good at um responding
0: great then i then everybody you heard it here tell tell kaylee breaking and entering send you and she <laughs> might answer and the worst thing she will worst thing she might do is not answer we talked about that before but she'll there answer oh so. yeah Great. Kayla, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. Great advice. VCU Brand Center, strategy, everything we love on this podcast. So Thank, thank you. you. Again.
1: And uh, hats off to Kelly for recommending me. Yep.
0: Kelly Marisdorf, her episode. Go listen. Well, thank you, Kayla. Thank you. thank you all for listening to this entire episode of the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's guest. Make sure you go and connect with them on LinkedIn. Tell them that Breaking and Entering sent you. Now, thank you to Mikey Malarkey, our audio technician, and Buchan Zhang, our creative director, as well as the student team from the Midnight Oil Agency at the University of Illinois. Can't do it without you all. Thank you very much. We will see you all next week with another amazing guest.